traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. You're listening to one of the most iconic stations in the nation. An American original. Talk Radio 77 WABC and WABCRadio.com. WABC Traffic and Transit. Expect delays near the FDR Drive as President Biden makes his way into New York City. 40-minute delays on the Cross Bronx South between Westchester Avenue and the GW. In Long Island, they've closed the Sunrise Highway on the eastbound side between Hicksville Road and Broadway. The left lane is blocked on the westbound side. Delays are happening on both ends. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are suspended, but meter rules remain in effect. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. Hello. You know, Eric Adams should go into broadcasting. He just runs his mouth all the time, on TV, all the time, all the time. Radio, TV, Internet, just running his mouth. He's got a great big administrative job to do. There are all kinds of vacancies still that he has not yet filled. That's actually a big league job, but he doesn't know how to do any of that stuff, so he just runs around talking, runs around town talking. And now he gets to meet with Joe Biden, right? Uh, (laughs) Joe Biden gets to come to New York and meet the uh, Biden of Brooklyn. Isn't that the arrangement? Isn't that what he calls himself? Uh, Good luck with that. Absolutely nothing will come of it of substance. A couple of pictures, a couple of um, smiles, handshakes, fist bumps for these COVID Nazis, and that's it. It's, uh, It's a joke. It is a great big fat joke. I keep hearing this crap, and it is crap. Oh, Eric Adams is a police officer for 22 years. He could really help fight crime, couldn't he? I mean, yeah, no, no. This guy was to the NYPD what Chelsea Manning was to the Army. Remember Chelsea Manning gave up all the secrets? They threw her in the brig. Then she got her sex change. That's what we're talking about here. He knows nothing about crime fighting, all right? He showed up, and he was the guy, you know, you hire, and then 10 minutes later, it's like, oh, my God, we got a problem. Oh, no, and we can't fire this guy. All kinds of rules. Oh, gee whiz. Oh, oh. Just a headache. Just a great big headache. Ask him about some of his, um, some of his, the highlights of his career. He doesn't have any. He can tell you about the time they had this strike, they had this walkout, they mouthed off to this boss. Tell us about a life you saved, Eric. He can't tell you that story. What he can tell you is, and he told it during the campaign, I wore a bulletproof vest, and here's that vest. Okay, gotcha. You wore the you wore the equipment they issued you. What did you do? Next, nothing. Nothing. He ran for Congress. He didn't help the NYPD. Everybody around him knew it. His superiors, his peers, his uh, those who were under him in rank, they never gave him great supervisory power. But, uh, hey, I hear the police commissioner, uh, what's her name again? Anyway, she gave a speech, a good speech at the church. Uh, we've had it with the rhetoric. We need results. We need competence. We need things done. That comes first. 
as far as anybody who spoke at the funeral yesterday, the funeral for Wilbert Mora, not interested in what Eric Adams had to say or the commissioner, quite frankly. Joined the, she joined the NYPD a month ago. What the hell does she know about anything? But I would like to hear from Karina Mora. This is Wilbert Mora's sister, the 27-year-old cop shot and killed almost two weeks ago now with his partner, Jason Rivera. What did she say, please? Cut 21. Jason? How many Wilberts? How many Jasons? How many more officers have to lose their lives before this system changes? The NYPD protects us, but who protects them and who looks after their lives? Great question. Great question. It sure isn't the media. The media are so responsible for this horrible moment we're in. The media, their allies on the left, and they did it all. Why? To get Biden in office, to get a Democrat. And was it worth it? I don't think it was worth it. Eric Adams is going to stand around with uh, Joe Biden today. Eric Adams, you might as well put Eric Adams in this montage I'm about to play for you. This is the kind of crap that he believes. He's trying to convince you he's a law and order something or other. Uh Uh-uh. He's just a guy who wears a nice white shirt. That's all he's got going for him is his wardrobe. And during the campaign, by the way, where did he keep his clothes? In his apartment in New Jersey. It's another scandal here that nobody bothered exploring. They couldn't. They felt inhibited, quite frankly. After a summer of Black Lives Matter in 2021, you can't you can't criticize the leading black candidate in the race. No. Uh-uh. Oh, no, 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 no. The perverted rules of society say you can't do that. But you can go after the Asian guy. So they picked on Andrew Yang instead. Cut 34, please. What does the liberal media and their liberal Democrat partners think of policing? Cut 34. Need to protect themselves against uh, racist police officers. Everyone black I know feels hunted. Whether it's a police officer bursting into your home and you're a 26-year-old EMT named Brianna Taylor and it's 1 o'clock in the morning and the police bust in and just start licking off shots and then you wind up dead and until then the police the discriminatory and racist police system in america the police have not actually slowed down their killings of people and black people in particular and so this entire system is what needs to be put on trial the entire system is racist the entire criminal justice system and who represents that system more visibly than anybody cops And now we got a bunch of deranged people who hate cops more than ever before. Shoot them on sight. We're seeing it. We're seeing it all over the place. And we're seeing cops, by the way, leave the police force. Eric Adams is talking a big game about what he wants to do, and he's going to put cops here. He's going to put cops there. He's got 5,000 less cops to do it with. And by the way, these guys, they're not particularly down with the public right now public just trying to get them in trouble whip out their cameras no it's a it's a real toxic stew and in comes biden in comes biden what the hell is he gonna say today huh what does he have to offer last time i heard him talk about crime he said we shouldn't send cops to emergency situations we should only send social workers 
because he has a prejudice against cops, by the way. He thinks they're going to show up blasting. Doesn't work that way, Joe. Joe also has a real hang-up about cops, too. He thinks that every time he talks to a police officer, he's being arrested. Have you seen this on my Newsmax show? He got four times that he said he's been arrested when he hasn't been. And it turns out he just had a conversation with a police officer. (laughs) Anyway, what is Joe's expertise, according to Joe? Cut 35. If I have any expertise, it's American foreign policy. It's what I've done my whole career. American foreign policy. It's what I've devoted my academic and my political existence to. Academic. Academic. He doesn't have a Ph.D. in anything. Academic. He went to law school. All right. Graduated at the bottom of his class. Uh, you don't talk about foreign policy in law school. So what did he what academic he dedicated his academic life? Undergraduate years at the University of Delaware. Did somebody look up what the hell he majored in anyway. What did he major in? You can't major in foreign policy. All right. Certainly not at the University of Delaware. I think Georgetown has a foreign policy school. Um, With all of his foreign policy expertise, uh, Joe has screwed up foreign policy. Uh, We have pissed off. Excuse me. You know what? I honestly don't like that word. I don't like it when I say it. I don't like it when I hear others say it. We have ticked off. We have ticked off the Russians. We've ticked off the Ukrainians. We've incentivized the whole world to disrespect us after our catastrophic defeat in Afghanistan. And remember, this is true. Oh, well, hey, wait a second. Now stop it right there. We have to give Joe Biden credit for taking out that ISIS terrorist, right? Uh, I'd like to know a bit more. I want to know a bit more. So some ISIS terrorist was taken out by special forces. Well, is there a wag the dog thing going on here? Hmm? Change the subject from the... From failure after failure after failure, you can point to this one thing that they did right. Well, it actually just, to me, underscores what they've been doing wrong. You notice? ISIS is back. ISIS is back. It's a real big thing again. We had them licked. We had them defeated a thousand percent. They were done, and now they are on the rise again. All right, so we got troops in there, uh, uh, more troops being deployed in response to the uh, uncertainty between Ukraine and Russia. We just lost big time in Afghanistan. We uh, had this strike in Syria. Don't know the whole story yet. Things are unsettled, right? When Trump said this, Donald Trump said this last Saturday night, he was speaking the truth again. Cut 36. I was proud to be the first president in decades who did not get the United States into any new wars. I took us out of endless and ridiculous wars. Remember when I was running, they were all screaming, he'll start a war. He's that kind of a guy. No, I'm the one that got him not to fight because they didn't want to mess with us. Totally rebuilt the military. Nobody wanted to mess with us. I love it when he mimics what his critics, you know, he'll start a war. He's that kind of guy. I just so funny. And he's right. He's a thousand percent right. Uh, that's great stuff. Meantime, meantime. Oh, boy, I am enjoying a book. It's called Red Handed by Peter Schweitzer. And there is some good stuff in here. Now, Peter Schweitzer. Uh, it's a roadmap, really, to the corruption of the Bidens. I'm not worried about, 
I'm not worried about a war with China. I'm worried about being bought off by China. Our leaders are selling out. And first of all, who the hell does Joe think is impressed when he goes around? He's been doing this for a long time, bragging about how much time he spent with Xi Jinping. Goes to Iowa and says, I spend more time with Xi Jinping than any other American. Well, okay, I guess. Yeah, whatever. He's the vice president. He was the vice president of China. You were the vice president of America. Okay, now he's the president of China. America is the big, big, big guy on the block, right? For now. Who is Joe talking to? Who do you think really cares about this? He was saying this a lot during the campaign and since he became president. Cut 37, please. I've spent more time with Xi Jinping, at least before we get out, than any world leader has. I've traveled 17,000 miles with him, the president of China. I probably spent more time with Xi Jinping, I'm told, than any world leader has because I, I had 24, 25 hours of private meetings with him when I was vice president, traveled 17,000 miles with him, and know him pretty well. I've spent more time with President Xi of China than any world leader has for 24 hours of private meetings with him. I've spoken and spent more time with Xi Jinping than any other world leader has. I've had hours and hours and hours of meetings and personal conversations with Xi Jinping. I spent more time with him, I believe, than any other world leader has. Um, is that going to like, oh, wow, he spent all that time for with the Chinese guy. I'm going to vote for Joe. No, nobody thinks like that. Nobody in America thinks like that. Who cares? Right. He's not talking to us. He's not talking to voters. He's talking to clients. People who want an in with China, go see the Bidens. Hunter's your guy. That's what that was all about. It's amazing. It really is. Got this from Miranda Devine in her book. It's so vividly described. A laptop from hell. And in the new book by Peter Schweitzer. By the way, you've got to support these conservative writers. Okay? The whole deck is stacked against conservatives. When they have good books out there, we should buy them. You don't even have to read them. (laughs) Although uh, I do recommend uh, reading them. This, uh, whew, how did he get in? We got a big problem. Oh, and one other thing. I got to, when we come back, all right, I got to wait till we're after the break. But we got, I got to, I got this top Chinese official in front of a thousand people speaking publicly about Joe Biden. And even when he brings up the name Biden, the audience erupts in laughter. It's wild. It's wild. It's also sad. Be right back. This is The Greg Kelly Show. You know, I woke up today. For some reason, I found myself very, very annoyed with Fox News. I was uh, reading Peter Schweitzer's book all about Joe Biden's corruption, and we all know about this, but I was reminded of some things, some things I didn't know before. It's so obvious. It's so in our face. And I'm like, how the hell did this guy get here? We know the fake news was against him. We know the liberal media, I'm sorry, the fake news was for him, uh, protected him. We know that um, conservative voices are marginalized uh, in in the realm of ideas. But still, you know, you got Newsmax, you got Fox News, and let's face it, you know, Fox is big. They're big and bad. At least they were in critical moments during the campaign. And still, 
a lot of weird stuff happening over there. Uh, I saw Jen Psaki on the other day. Now, Jen Psaki is the worst press secretary ever. I mean, it's just like bold-faced lies and just this weird affect. And, oh, yeah, they're, they're calling us soft on crime. What does that even mean? It means you're soft on crime. It means you've given killers a pass. It means you've delegitimized law enforcement. All right? It means you brought on this moment of terror nationally. It means you're not going after the people who laid siege to the federal facility in Portland, Oregon. It means you glorified sanctified, violent mobs. That's what it means, Jen. She goes on Fox News, and it's a love fest. You know, when they say, coming up after the break, uh, you know, uh, later this hour, Jen Psaki, press secretary. I should have known better. When I was a kid, I was watching Channel 2 News. I must have been 11 years old. And... I think it was Michelle Marsh and Jim Jensen were on, and they kept on teasing some story. I think, quite frankly, it was about had something to do with Star Trek, and I'm a major Star Trek fan, and I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it, and finally it came on. It was like nine seconds long, and it was something I already knew. And, oh, by the way, they got most of the story wrong, and it came on at the end of the show. You know what I mean? And how's that for pointy ears on Mr. Spock? <laughs> well, that does it for the news at 11. I'm Jim Jensen. Like, I was so angry that they jerked me around and played with my head and wasted my time. And to this day, I hate doing teases. I do not do them. Have you ever noticed that? I don't make some false promise. I noticed, like, MSNBC is always telling me what's going to happen next. Fox News is always going to tell me what's going to happen down the road if I still watch this is the time we have. Tell me what you got right now. I'm not planning my day around this anymore. But they still do that. They write these little stupid riddles. I got rid of them a long time ago. I'm like, no. Actually, MSNBC, I was watching. You ever see it on the weekends and they play that uh, that true crime stuff? And there's this, oh, shoot, there's the music. All right, well, <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to tell you what's coming up because you know how I feel about that. But I am going to finish this story, and uh, we'll see what else is going on. I will be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. I feel more secure already. Joe Biden is at police headquarters. This is not a first, by the way. Obama went to police headquarters. Uh, Bush went to police headquarters when my father was commissioner. Uh, and I don't know what happened after that. Now, with de Blasio on the scene, I know that Donald Trump did not go to police headquarters, but he certainly supported the cops. He didn't have to do a phony baloney uh, uh, photo op at police headquarters to show that. But I want to hear this. This is Joe Biden right now in New York City at one police plaza, police headquarters. Town called Claymont, Delaware. Oh, geez, and he's talking about himself. Just across the border from Pennsylvania. Oh, shut the hell up. Welcome to the big city. And uh, uh, I went to, uh, I spent 12 years going to school there. Jeez. Not 12, I started in third grade. Broken record. Third grade. School, little Catholic school called Holy Rosary. Oh, he's going to tell the dumb story. Across the street was the ghetto. Everybody that I grew up with either became a cop, a firefighter, or a priest. I wouldn't qualify for any of them, so here I am. Not funny. And uh, 
to the many parents, spouses, brothers, sisters who have to bury a piece of their soul in the deep earth. It's really tough stuff. It's hard as hell. You all know it. To lose a colleague, to lose a son, a daughter, a husband, wife. And I want to thank, if there are not many here, but I want to thank all the spouses of every one of you or your significant other, because every time you pin that shield on and walk out the door, they're worried whether they're going to get that phone call. Get that phone call. Too many have gotten the phone call lately. And uh, every day in this country, uh, 316 people are shot, 106 are killed, and six NYPD officers have been victims of gun violence so far just this year. Yeah. The same in the town north of me, Philadelphia, and my much smaller town of Wilmington, Delaware, Washington, D.C. 64 You're children blame guns? injured by gun violence guns. so far this year, 26 killed. It's guns. Enough. enough is enough because we know we can do things about this, but for the resistance we're getting from some sectors of the government and the Congress. Oh, yes, yeah, those Republicans in Congress. Shut up. Enough, 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 enough. I can't stand it. I'm not going to. Wow. It really does infuriate me. He encouraged this country to burn in 2020. He wanted it to burn. Exaggerated, overcorrected, overhyped the death of George Floyd. Exploited it. And now he gets to really bad stuff. As in a clue. This is a guy two weeks ago who said that cops should not show up when someone's threatening to jump off a building because they'll show up and start blasting. We should send social workers to the top of the Brooklyn Bridge when that happens. How many social workers know how to do that? How are they going to climb to the top of the Brooklyn Bridge? How are they going to get back down after the guy jumps? Or even if they, let's say the guy changes his mind, you got to bring him down too. How are you going to do that? Or her. Let me see. Did Joe, how long will it take to Joe to get to remotely to substance? I got to hear. I, I'm not, now I'm curious again. I cool down. Let me hear it again. Million to invest in community violence intervention programs no. as well. They work. They no, they work. don't. No, they don't. The community members with credibility work directly with people that are most likely to commit crimes or be victims of gun crimes. These programs have never they worked. Work. No, they don't, you For dummy. For example, in 2017, Chicago? the program I'm going to see this afternoon, oh, yeah. which sends people to the community, in the community to interrupt violence. In- violence interrupters, one of the biggest scams out there. Succeed in preventing single, a, a, a single shooting from occurring in this largest public housing development last year. No shooting for a full year because they engage directly. With the community. You hand out a you know, bunch I of sweatshirts. A priority for Senator Schumer, which you all are doing here. It's a scam. I, uh, if I hear one more call from him that we need more money for housing and more money for cops, I don't know. I'm going to send them back to you all. But, <laughs> but all kidding aside, this is, uh, this is a half a billion dollars of proven strategies. All right. All right. All right. Again, I'm getting, I'm getting worked up again. All right. All this money. All this money. Um, the Violence Interrupter Program, which the New York City... Uh, police department and government is copying from, guess where? Chicago. That's a city worthy of emulation, right? Chicago. They've done really well uh, stemming gun violence, haven't they? Chicago. Violence interrupters started in Chicago. 
It's like an updated version of the Scared Straight program, but it's not even that uh, it's not scary anymore. It's like uh, at midnight they go out and hand out hot dogs on the street corner. It's a it's a pretty weird arrangement. Nobody can come in and say what's what. All right, you just can't <laughs> because of the new rules. Nobody's being straight with anybody anymore. Everyone's beating around the bush. Not me. Joe, you are full of it. I guess I got to hold back, too, sometimes. All right. One more time. You know what I? You know what also bothers me? I absolutely love the New York City Police Department. I even, I know that auditorium where he's sitting so well. The first time I was there was in 1974 to see my father get promoted to lieutenant. It's a beautiful room, 70s decor. I saw him get promoted to lieutenant in 74. I saw him get promoted to captain in 1980, deputy inspector in 1984, inspector in 1985, deputy chief in 1987, assistant chief in 1988, deputy police commissioner, first deputy police commissioner in 1990, and then police commissioner in 1992. That one was done at City Hall, by the way. And just seeing this guy here with all of his presidential paraphernalia bothers me. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you this. When Obama came and when Bush came, they didn't bring their own podium and seal. Now he, he, he like set up a little mini office there in that auditorium, that building that I love. All right, what's he talking about now? I'm ready. Another issue. And uh, look, one of the things that we focused on, the Attorney General and I, and we're getting to the point where I think we're going to be able to have a real impact on it, Includes going after ghost guns. Ghost guns. Ghost guns are the guns <laughs> everyone in this room knows. Oh yeah. Purchased in parts. Sure. Assembled at home. Wow. No serial number and can't. All right. Be thank you. 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 We have enough guns in America to last us uh, ten thousand years. All right. This is not about guns. He's been talking about guns since he got to Congress. When the hell did he get to the Senate? Nineteen seventy-three. That building he's sitting in was built in 1973. Still talking about stemming the flow of guns. You delegitimize badmouth law enforcement. You said the country you're now the president of is systemically racist. It's your poisonous rhetoric that has brought on this horrible moment. We had these issues under control. We had them under control. We had peace and tranquility in terms of race relations. Coast to coast, especially here in New York. You guys talked it down, and now look at what you've wrought. You're a disgrace. You're an absolute disgrace. I do think you're owned by China. You are the Manchurian president, the Manchurian candidate. This is that nightmare scenario. We're watching it unfold. Totally compromised, doing the bidding of our enemies. What do you guys think? Mark in Brooklyn. Hello. Hey, Greg. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, this this meeting today is a total sham. It's a farce. It's a photo op for the two of them. But it's not going to help either one. Okay? Because what did they say yesterday that Biden would not talk about? The DAs. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're right about that. Hold on. You know, you're right about that. Did, wait, that's not on the table at all? 
Let's just verify. Mark, don't go away. Let me hear. Let me hear it one more time. Ghost guns. Is he, is he still talking about guns? Is he going to talk about D.A. Bragg? Let me hear. Meeting on a daily basis. Every day here in New York City, like this meeting today, federal, state, and local enforcement meet to share intelligence. Oh, jeez. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been... Yeah, we never thought about that before. We never thought about sharing this stuff. We never thought about working together before. That's another load of crap that's been floating around. This has been done, will be done, has been done. Bratton came in and tried to put a new paint job on it. Look at what I've done. No, you didn't. You're just another blowhard. He's got some responsibility for this mess as well. All right, Mark, what else were you saying? Also, uh, uh, with your dad and Giuliani, they brought in comps to that, okay, which... Uh, which was a great thing because it identified where the crime was, and that's where they dumped anti-crime into. And this thing that anti-crime is racist, well, gee, guess what? We're, what community are the guns in? That's why people get pulled over, okay? It's got nothing to do with race. It's got to do with taking illegal, and I'm sick and tired of hearing all these liberals just say guns. No, they're illegal guns because I guarantee you what's going to come out of this meeting is this dope that's in the white house is going to say we need more gun control yeah no, well that's what he's saying right now hey what do you do out there in brooklyn what do you do in brooklyn i'm a retired fireman ah very cool uh yeah, did you ever I'm meet my uncle I... you ever meet my uncle yep. fish yep i worked i worked with him really yep i gotta the go down to yep. yeah i gotta go down to breezy point uh soon uh thank you uh mark very much all right i'm just curious how bad he is let me get one more time one more time and mental health substance abuse treatment as well. <laughs> All right, good luck. Thank Fourthly, you. Thank you. Some... Go go back to go back go back to the swamp fast. I'll be right back. A station built just for you. Entertaining talk, information, and New York opinions. Shut up! The world famous and American original. Talk Radio 77 WABC and WABC. Favorite restaurants, okay, in New York City for New York City Restaurant Week. I got two that I really, really like. Benjamin Steakhouse. Also the Seafire Grill. Now, they're both in Midtown Manhattan, and they are offering a three-course, $39 lunch and $59 dinner menu until February 13th. Uh, whether you're looking for sizzling steaks or fresh seafood, you will find the perfect menu with them. Uh, my personal favorites are their sizzling New York sirloin and the roasted bronzino. So you can experience their great steaks, their lobster, their amazing mashed potatoes, and their spacious dining room or by the bar. You can enjoy the Seafire Grill's happy hour special from 4 p.m. through 7 p.m. Indulge in their half-off oysters and champagne by the glass. Also, if you're looking for a romantic Valentine's Day dinner, oh, boy, that's coming up. (laughs) Uh, We got to do it, fellas. Check out their three-course menu, which includes a complimentary champagne toast. All right? So BenjaminSteakhouse.com, get the process going, get a reservation for Valentine's Day at least. Uh, BenjaminSteakhouse.com and TheSeafireGrill.com. This is The Greg Kelly Show. I just will breathe a sigh of relief when these guys leave police headquarters. Merrick Garland, the attorney general, is going. He's... uh, He's not interested in street crime. He's interested in white supremacy. He's addressed his uh, he's addressed his Justice Department like three times since he's been attorney general. Right. Speaks to the troops. 
Twice it was about white supremacy, and once it was about January 6th. And you think, well, that's just a speech. No, he's laying out the priorities for Now, I hate white supremacy. It's just not a thing, though. It's not. It's not. You want to see crime? I'll show you crime. And uh, you'll see what I mean when I say there's not a white supremacy thing going on. Okay? So, oh, I brought up that whole thing about uh, teases. That's because I was saying, they were saying on Fox, you know, wait for our Jen Psaki interview. Wait for our Jen Psaki interview. Half of the interview was uh, the two hosts there. I like them, by the way. I like I like some of the people over there, but I couldn't believe it. They must have had orders from some boss to have, be nice to Jen Psaki. It was all, oh, you like the Bengals. I like the Raiders. Oh, nice hat you got there, Jen. Oh, thank you. I just it was nauseating. And in typical TV fashion, I they teased it, teased it, teased it, and then they underdelivered. It was boring. It was um, lacking in truth. This woman needs to be called out, and uh, it didn't happen. So Fox has been doing a lot of that, okay? They have been letting us uh, down. They've been letting down their country. Yes, they have, actually. And here's how. Um, Chris Wallace should have been fired from that network the moment the second debate ended because he colluded with the Biden campaign against Trump. He absolutely, he was working with the Bidens. And I think they would have done a lot for their brand. Instead, what did they do? They kept Chris Wallace around for another year, paid him something like $6 million. That's one of the things. Some of these guys, not all, but some. Some guys you can pay a lot of money and they're not going to change. I think Hannity is like that. But other guys, you start paying them money, they just become these warped weirdos. I mean, they know, for the most part, they're not worth that money. I mean, Chris Wallace, he's just a typical fake news pompous jerk. Anybody could do that job the way he did it. And he was very replaceable, but they didn't replace him, but they probably had him guessing the whole time, you know? So he'd do whatever the hell they wanted, or or he'd be as fake as he... I don't know what the hell was going on in his head, but you saw the results. Disastrous. Arizona, calling Arizona when they did, how they did on election night, way too early. I'm no mathematician, statistician, pollster, but I know enough about politics to know that that was a incredibly premature phone call. What else did they do? Oh, remember that idiot Jim Acosta, that nasty blowhard who was always giving it to Trump? Well, remember when he pushed that White House aide? who wanted to take the microphone back, as you're supposed to do when you're done with your question. But they didn't, he didn't relinquish the microphone. And so she, he pushed the woman away. And they said, you can't push our employees. And they, uh, they said, you're banned from the White House. You can't come into the White House. Oh, the First Amendment is at risk. No, it's not. Jim Acosta has no right to the White House grounds. That's not in the Constitution. CNN has 50 people who work at the White House anyway. And then there was this whole uprising. Oh, the Trump administration is uh, totalitarian, anti-free speech. We must, and Fox News, they put out a big statement saying, we stand with CNN. We support freedom of speech. Jim Acosta must be allowed back into the White House. This is Fox News. Fox News cares more about their status, more about their money than they do about the country. 
And they were always freaked out about Trump. And also, you know what? Freaked out about their viewers. <laughs> they don't understand the viewers. Most of these people are very shallow, vain, freaked out all the time, hung up on status and money. That's what motivates them. And whatever they have to do to get those things, they'll do. But they don't really know. <laughs> so they're always freaked out. What do we do? To, uh, are we, do, we, do we report the news? Do we, <laughs> do we play footsie with CNN? Uh, they won't like us anymore. Uh, the parties, what happens when I see uh, what the, what the billionaires want something? Oh, what about the boys? What about the uh, Rupert and uh, James? Uh, I don't know. Lachlan, Suzanne, all that stuff. So that's uh, and the result is what it is. Let's see what else. I wrote a couple of things down that really bothered me. Oh yeah, remember the um, article about Trump, and allegedly he said something dismissive about our fallen heroes, losers and suckers. Remember that the Atlantic magazine put it out. Now it was total and complete fake news, absolutely fake. And I saw this happen when I was at Fox. Some jerk gets on the phone. Everything that's in that article, I just confirmed it, so we don't have to uh, cite Atlantic Magazine anymore. We can just say, I got it. So they repeat the story, and they gave it their, they gave it their stamp of approval. And they were seeking favor with the swamp. Big time. Let's see. Uh... Back to Chris Wallace, not only screwed up the debate really bad, but he confronted the president of the United States, Donald Trump, in the Rose Garden and tried to fact check Trump. But it was Wallace who was wrong. Wallace was wrong on everything and never let the viewers in on that. It's pretty amazing. The dishonesty, the contempt they have for their own viewers. Just overall, back to Wallace, what a pompous guy, just a pomp. Now he's on CNN. I wonder for much how longer. I guess he had a deal with, uh, did did uh, Jeff Zucker sign off on that? He's gone. Now nobody really cares. That's one of the reasons why I've been talking about that. Um, and I'm glad that I don't meet these people as much as I used to. I'll tell you why. What time is it? All right. Oh, Eric is getting to speak. They let Eric speak. I noticed they let Eric speak last. Interesting. All right. Quick break, maybe some snacks. I'll be back in a bit. Huge problem. Crime out of control. A city in rapid decline. And we have three, correction, four total and complete airheads uh, at the helm right now. Speaking at police headquarters about solutions to the problem. I'm watching Kathy Hochul, the clerk from Buffalo. She doesn't have a clue. Eric Adams, I already told you. That guy's the uh, Chelsea Manning of the police department. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Biden thinks every time he talks to a cop, he's getting arrested. Uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general. They're all sitting at a table in police headquarters. And here comes Kathy, lieutenant governor. Thanks a lot, Cuomo. Thanks a lot. You know why? Pe- you know what people look for sometimes in a deputy? Mediocrity. They want ordinary people who won't outshine them. And that's what I think uh, may have gone into Andrew's calculation in picking Kathy Hochul. I don't know for sure, but I think it had something to do with it. Just a human, uh, human trait, unfortunately. 
What the hell is she saying? Please uh, press the button. It appears to me the human condition was very frail. We have people who've succumbed to suicide, substance abuse, domestic violence, and even, yes, acquiring a gun on the streets for $1,200 and using it against one of their fellow men. Oh, she's all women. about the gun thing. We have to figure out the root causes. Ah, the root causes. And that is why in my budget, I not only... Go have a meeting with Kamala Harris. You... Our law enforcement activities. Root causes. Policing, but triple the amount of money being spent More on these kind of programs. More money. Lock them up. Here is figuring Stop out and what frisk. is happening when young Anti-crime units who are allowed to go under cover. For the rest of their Stop. Lives. Do I say- Damn it. I'm sorry. This is... <sighs> Did you... Root causes. More money. Violence interrupters. Every cheap little gimmick in the book. You just threw out the most potent tool. It started with de Blasio. You had a you had a police department damn near damn near perfection. Seventy five percent approval rating from the public across racial ethnic lines. Record low crime, racial harmony. And what the hell did you do? You broke it. And what's worse, you broke it on purpose. You broke it on purpose. Shame on all of you. Hope you like the perks. You like power that much? You like power that much? All right, I'll settle down. But man, oh man, oh man. Can you believe it? Can you believe she just said root causes? Root causes. She's sitting in police headquarters. She's talking about, you want to talk about literacy? We got an emergency on our hands. We got two dead cops. Root causes. More money. Oh, the influx of guns. Ghost guns. Wow. Is this imbecile going to get elected, for God's sake? Huh? Are we that lazy? Well, she's in the news, I guess, of uh, Kathy Hochul. It's too much trouble to think about anything else. Well, that's what they told me to do. She's just going to walk in. Andrew Cuomo's hand-picked successor, who he doesn't want as a successor, by the way. That's something else. I don't know. Am I too mad? Am I... Am I uh... This is the way I feel. All right. I am going to change the subject for a moment because, uh, hold on. Um, I would like to clear my head. I don't want to talk about Mitch McConnell. I don't want to talk about the race for a moment. I want to talk to you about how I started my day in the most beautiful way. I Now I know exactly what I have to do to have a... Good day. Number one. Some of you will be shocked that I'm about to say this, but a half hour with the Bible. The Psalms. Well, wait a second. You don't sound like you're... uh, Yeah. Read it carefully. Read it closely. One of the things about... I guess the primary, the primary overarching goal, love God with all your mind, heart, and soul... Treat others the way you would be treated. 
That's the one people, wait a second, you're pretty critical of everybody. Yeah. And I invite the same. I do. That's an amazing thing. When you know you're good with God, you don't care what people say. You really don't. I wasn't always like that. I got the most remote criticism. Somebody said I was dumb. If somebody said I was fat. If somebody said uh, you only got your job because you're Ray Kelly's son. I mean, that would be like, oh. it's like water. It's like, it's not even water. It's like, it's like, I think I said this once, but it's like looking at the temperature in Portugal. When I look at criticism and also when I look at praise of me. And, you know, because of social media, you can check this out all the time. Now, it's good to roughly see what people thinking, you know, what ideas are working, what ideas don't, you know, that kind of thing. But when it gets to me, whether it's over-the-top praise or over-the-top attack, nasty, it's like I'm looking at the temperatures in Portugal. And let's pretend like I own a house in Portugal and I'm vaguely concerned about the condition. Like I'm mildly curious. So, uh, oh, and after uh, after reading the scriptures... A workout, not a not a workout where you just kind of like go down there and lackadaisically, you know, look at the weights and you. No, I really went for it. I mean, I was. I also was realistic. I gave myself more time. Sometimes I like to run out of the house real early and I get. To, I feel like I'm not at the office early, and I, I don't know. I I took a bit more time, and I tell you, man, it feels fantastic. Even though I got all irate there a moment ago, I uh, I feel great. I just feel fantastic. I feel so lucky and happy. Um, how about you guys? Uh, Maria. Oh, hey, it's Maria again in Franklin Square. Is this the Italian lady? Hello, Greg. How are you? I'm terrific. Long time. Buon pom- Listen, I'm going to start saying buon pomeriggio. A buona fortuna. I'm going to start. As long as they let me talk to you, I'm going to tell you every day a little something in Italian. But listen, Mm. I don't want to make this really fast because I got to tell you while I'm thinking about it. Number one, what is this idiot doing in New York City? Does he really think by him coming to this city He's going to stop all the crime with the guns? That's not going to happen. They have to take these criminals, put them away, and throw away the key. If they don't take action, nothing, nothing is going to happen. I agree, Maria, and unfortunately... uh... They don't want to talk about the real solutions. They just want to talk about about the stuff they've been talking about for decades. And then they don't have to do anything. They can go right back to sleep. Now I'm looking at Kirsten Gillibrand, who at one point in her life was not crazy. Actually, hold on a second, Maria. This is our junior senator from uh, New York. We don't hear from her very much. Totally eclipsed by Chuck Schumer. Let's see what she's saying. Just for a moment. 60. It was the closest we got to any common sense gun reform. Oh. This is a gun that Commissioner Kelly helped. This is a bill that Commissioner Kelly helped me write. Hmm. And so I know with our new police commissioner and I know with our governor and our mayor and with our president, we can get this done this year. We cannot have more stories. Hey, did you hear about that? She's talking about my dad. In Brooklyn. 
All right. I told you she wasn't always crazy. <laughs> I'm glad I said that. Uh, I got to look at that bill and ask him about that. But again, I do think there's too much. Guns are only one small part of the equation. Believe it or not, there's so many. You're not going to. So many. Anyway, uh, Maria, back to you. Back to you. Keep Listen, going. Just, I'm talking from my heart. Okay. Yes. I mean, I, I, at night, I can't. Sometimes when I think about the situation in this country, I can't believe it because we as young people were taught what's right and what's wrong. But when they say about these guns, it's not going to stop unless they really do what they have to do. And you know what? I don't want to get off this. I want to get off this subject. Explain to me something. What is BLM? Exactly what is BLM? I mean, what happened to the Italians, the 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 Irishmen, the Polak, and all those people? Are they not special people, too? You want to talk about racist? Is that racist? So let's not worry about the other people. Let's just talk about BLM. All right. Maria, uh... We don't want to say Pollock anymore. Uh, we say Poles, but I understand your heart is definitely in the right place. Maria, do me a favor. Say something nice in Italian again. Then i got to say goodbye. I'm sorry. Okay, but listen. What? I just want to say one uh, thing. What? One thing. When I call, we're going to talk about different things. Oh, really? Hey, uh, you know what? I'm still the host of the show. All right, Maria? Yes. I love you, but now I need to hear something in Italian. Fast. Please. Please. Yes. Tu sei molto bravo. Sei no, no bello giovane. And I love, I love you. I love it. Ti voglio I love bene. It. Ti voglio bene. Thank you, Maria. Thank you so much. Uh, very nice. I could. I, there were a lot of buenos in there, so I know it was good. Uh, all right. Well, let's go to Mike real quick in New York City. And then I. Mike, hi. Hey, Greg. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. And I love your outrage. <laughs> It's genuine. I got to settle down. Oh, uh, uh, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I just wanted to say that I'm Hispanic myself. I did 29 years in the police department. I left last year and uh, I worked in Harlem my entire career when it was really bad under your dad, under um, Bratton. And I'm going to tell you that I never, ever witnessed anything racist. We have a diversified police department and we knew who the bad guys were and that's who we targeted. This whole nonsense that anti-crime and street crime was racist, those are all lies and poison by the people who have destroyed everything that New York City was. We lived in a great, safe city, and I was proud because I worked with a lot of guys who worked when it was very dangerous, and we knew who the bad guys were, and they're playing games with these gun laws. The guns are always out there. They're going to always be out there, but there's no fear anymore. And the whole stop question and frisk thing, that's all nonsense, too. What do you mean? Well, what I mean by that is that the police department started to use it as a statistical tool to measure activity versus what it was actually intended for. Well, you're wrong, actually, about that, but it's okay. I think your heart is in the right place as well. Stop, question, and frisk has been – it's been around since police, okay? You see somebody doing something suspicious, uh, you can ask that person questions, correct? Cops have been doing that since the invention of policing. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? I do agree. Okay, Mike, I... that's key. That's key right there. And then they got better at counting it. They got better at counting these interactions. So uh, they got 
and then they use their own productivity against against them in that lawsuit. So you wanted to say one more thing? I just want to say that God bless all our offices and nothing's going to change unless these guys have real hard truth conversations about what's going on. I like that very much, Mike. You're the best. Thank you, sir. And I have to take another break. Hey, Beth in Kentucky, don't go anywhere. And the rest of you, too. I'll be back. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, hey, hey. Guess who's talking now? It's Jerry Nadler. Every member of Congress. You know what really stinks about being the president? you got to go to all these ceremonies. And you think it's all about you? Uh, you're the only, if you're the president, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm the president. Well, you watch, you watch on C-SPAN. The president is standing there waiting for other people to speak for half of his life, at least. You know, we only see the good part of the ceremony. No, he's got to see the whole damn thing. There have been about 18 speakers so far. Every member of Congress, Democrat from New York, seems to be at one police plaza. I just saw, what's her name? Nidia Nadia Vasquez. She's a hysterical woman. Totally hysterical, always yelling and screaming. Uh, and now Jerry Nadler, fake impeachment Jerry Nadler. By the way, he looked like he's dropped a lot of weight. And he looks very gray. He does not look good. Should have gone to the skinny center a long time ago. Hey, one other thing uh, about Fox News. I only listed some of my grievances. Um, one of the reasons why they're so inconsistent and weird and not as pro-Trump as you would think. They got Paul Ryan on their board. Yeah, former Speaker of the House, Mitt Romney, BFF, Paul Ryan, that guy, who, um, well, I have smoking gun evidence that he was always in it for himself, not for the country. Just look at his Twitter account. Go to his Twitter account, Speaker Ryan. And it's, uh, what is he, what's his bio? The office of the 54th Speaker of the United States Congress. I thought he was out of office, right? Mm, yeah, but guess what? He still has the clout. He still has the prestige. He still has the connections. So most people would just kind of go back to whatever their business was. That's the way the founding fathers thought of it. No, this guy is now a full-time professional, former Speaker of the House. And you can buy him. You can buy them all. That's not the way it's supposed to be. So he's there. He hates Trump. He's uh, he's taken Fox way to the left. Thanks a lot, Paul. Paul is making, by the way, he's loaded anyway. He was a millionaire, one of the richest members of Congress when he was there. Now he's probably 10 times richer, 20 times richer. That's crazy. Oh, shoot. There's the music. Beth, I got to talk to you. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, uh, you know, I, I, love, uh, I love a French accent. I love an Italian accent. I love the Southern accent. And I think Beth from Kentucky is one of our favorite voices in all of the United States. Beth, is that you? Is it the same, Beth? Yes, it's the same one. Can oh. you believe this in my life? What do you mean? I, uh, you're the one with the, tr the truck driving husband, right? Exactly. Is he on the road? Yes, he is. Oh, Mr. what a Adam shame. Virginia today. All right. Well, let's talk. How are you? Yes, I'm fine. Just as usual, looking out of the window and I'm spinning at the spinning wheel. 
Wow. So you're like in great shape? Oh. I would say so, but all right. I should not be. I got. I, I got I to gotta get myself together. Uh, Beth, welcome. Uh, what would you like to say? Well, ditto's on Fox News Network first. Mm. Yeah. I saw this before Trump lost, and so I'm a vague viewer now. But I called about the uh, movie that you were talking about earlier. Look up. Uh, was I yeah. talking about that? Was I talking yeah. about it today? Yes, you were. No, yes, I don't think were. so. I think it was some other yeah. guy. You've been okay, listening to back. Mark Levin. Uh, don't, uh, don't look up. Wait a second. That is the movie with Leonardo That's DiCaprio? Good. Yes. I yes, have not it seen it. I don't think I... Anyway, what's on your mind about um, it? Okay. Well, the take is everybody, it's, you know, it's a Greenpeace type of a movie, and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well... And especially no one in my area knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, I came out with a different conclusion, and I saw a more spiritual ending than what the Greenpeacers are seeing. Because it ends up, I'm sorry to be a spoiler alert, but it ends up being a comet that hits the world. We can't control a comet. Car pollution can't control it. Water pollution, plastic electricity, everything else they say we're doing. And it was a comment, of all things, a comment. And nobody really cared what it was. But at the very end of the movie, and DiCaprio was there at his, at the dining room table, and they were all holding their hands together, and, you know, their house was shaking. The gist of it all is that it's family. You know, Greenpeace, we're coming to the world then, yada, and all that. It's family that matters. Wow. Wow. Family. I love that you noticed that. I'm anxious to see it. And uh, I love that you have this unique, you picked up on something that maybe nobody else did. Because a comet really doesn't have anything to do with the environment, by the way. A comet that's totally beyond our control. And so uh, tell me more. Anything else? What other movies are you watching? I watched the end of this guy in Europe that was taking women's money. I'm really into this Holocaust. I'm into documentaries. Only way I can get my knowledge around this area. Uh, it's about the now, Holocaust. Now, you make it sound like you live in uh, the backwoods. I mean, what's the problem there? What, what's it like? I, I think I do. I hope nobody around here is listening to me. But <laughs> I, I, say, I say I live 10 miles past Podunkville. <laughs> well, uh, like, how close are your neighbors to you? Are they like a mile away? Or are they right next no, door? No, no, I live in town, uh, a town of around 3,000, maybe. Uh huh. And um, I love listening to New York because it's no different than the rest of us here out in Podunkville. Well, you know, you're so right about that. You know, I've lived in Podunkville and all kinds of places across the country. And oh, I've lived up a holler and had to work on a farm with my grandmother. And she said, well, just pull up your pants, Beth, and get out there and hoe the corn. Okay, Mama, I'll do that. Wow, that didn't sound like a very inspiring speech that she gave you. Well, the old timers, but you do go out there and hoe the weeds and it gives you time in the heat. To think. Wow. wow. Because you're all by yourself in the corn, in the garden. Yeah. 
Well, I just love listening to you, Beth, and I think you got a lot of wisdom down there. Thank you. Um, I'll just say one thing. Uh, pass it on I, to my family. What? I have to pass it on to my family. Please do. Um, yeah. Now, look, because uh, mm-hmm. I lived in the panhandle of uh, Florida and remote mm-hmm. corners of Mississippi and all kinds of places, mm-hmm. and then yeah. I'd come back to New York, and I'd realize, you know what? This is the same. We got, It's the same country. We really are. There's not that much that divides us, believe it or not. Actually, this is back in the 90s. Now everything's crazy, but it's just not as different as some people think. And uh, anyway, can you please call back tomorrow? Tomorrow. No, I'm just saying saying I'm an admirer, and I'll I'll leave it at that. Maybe you shouldn't call back tomorrow. I think we need some time apart. But, Beth, you were. Maybe so, but you had a hot topic. And let me tell you. I am listening to you now because uh, one of my wonderful news people passed away a year ago, and I just was like, oh, Lord, God, truly praying. I need some something intellectual around here. I can't take stupidity on the radio. So, the uh, ding, ba-doom, and all that jazz, I ended up on this news station. And I enjoy it. Uh, I understand you. You know, you're in everybody's. I love Giuliani and all that jazz, and I love listening to what's going on in New York because it's no different than this podunk town here. Well, uh, thank you, and we do miss Rush. Of course, you're talking about Rush. He's gone. Hey, guess who I'm friends with now? His brother, David. David Limbaugh, he's uh, he's become a good friend, and uh, I've been working with him for 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 about six months now. He's a great man, and and Rush, I got to meet Rush. Uh, I saw him speak once, and then I actually got to have a conversation with him, maybe about five minutes. It was about two years ago, but uh, what a man, what a great man. And anyway, I am honored, Beth, that you uh, well, that I'm you listened. To speak to you that somebody took my phone call. Of course, no, Beth. We know who you. We appreciate it so much. I gotta go. But to be continued, and uh, and thank you, okay? Thank you. All right, take care now. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, she's just that she's nice, and that that voice is is just there's something about it, you know. And uh, all right, now it's uh, all right. Uh, what does that mean? Wrap it up. It means wrap it up. All right, I'll be right back. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, you know who uh, Carrie Lake is? Carrie Lake? Carrie Lake? Carrie Lake? I think it's Carrie Lake. She's a former TV news anchor in Phoenix, Arizona, and she's running for governor as a Republican. Now, she's Donald Trump's favorite. I, I don't think she's ever held elective office, but she worked in the news for a long time. She's a hell of a communicator. I think she's really smart. She was on my Newsmax show about two weeks ago, maybe. Donald Trump acknowledged her, actually introduced her at his rally in Florence, Arizona. And anyway, she was terrific. I'm very, very impressed. So she's getting interviewed the other day by the fake news. And what the fake news loves to do, they make it like a litmus test. Do you think the election was stolen? And it trips up every single Republican who gets asked that question, except Kari Lake. Oh, she was good. She was great. Uh, listen to this. It goes on for about two minutes. Uh, see, Kari was actually interviewing the interview as well. Or, I'm sorry, she was recording the interview as well. 
So we got a, our own copy, not the fake news copy, and um, and it went like this. Do you think Joe Biden is the current president? Well, he's obviously sitting in the White House. Do you think he's the president? I'm asking you, but I'm just wondering: Do you think if do you think that if the 2020 election was stolen, is Joe Biden the president? Do you think the election was stolen? I I have no comment. <laughs> do you think that Joe Biden garnered 81 million votes? Do you think the elections were fair? The problem is that the American people don't have all the answers because the media is part of the problem. Media is not reporting it. Media has never reported our forensic audit fairly. They're not reporting what's happening in Georgia. They're not reporting on these ballot traffickers that are being paid to drop off ballots. Media is doing a huge disservice to this country. And the people aren't getting the full story. But eventually I do think they will. And the media, whose numbers are dropping, dropping like a rock, are going to continue to drop. And pretty soon nobody will be watching. Because the media has turned their back on the people of America and not been honest. ABC News, CNN, MSNBC spent more than three years lying to the American people, saying that Russia colluded with Donald J. Trump to steal an election in 2016. And they knew that was false. They knew they were peddling lies, and they did nothing to stop it. It was a complete hoax, and it was a lie. And now they're doing the opposite. We have evidence of corruption in our election, and they refuse to cover it. They refuse to be honest with the people of this country. It is disgusting what the media has done. And uh, I think their days are numbered when it comes to uh, surviving all of this. The business, when you're lying to the people and you're in media, that's a bad business model. All right. And the reporter at the end is kind of like nodding her head. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think you I might have a point there. Anyway, it looks like she's going to be the next governor. That question really does freak out uh, a lot of Republicans and the fake news. They love asking it, you know. Is Joe Biden really the president? I don't know why that freaks him out. Uh, Mike Rounds, who's a senator from, where the hell is he from? South Dakota, North Dakota, somewhere like that. And um, and they asked him, George Stephanopoulos, uh, is is Joe Biden really the president? And he's like, uh, uh, what uh, what'd you say? Is Joe Biden really the president? Excuse me? Is Joe Biden really the president? Well, uh, well. I would have to say that uh, we had an election and uh, they just get so nervous. They get so nervous about it uh, because they know where they're going. You know, they're going to have to say something about whether or not they think the election was stolen. I personally think it was. I can't prove it, though. I acknowledge that. I can't prove it. It's my. I've got some data, but I have to take a big leap. I, that's my hunch. Um. And that, quite frankly, there's not enough uh, there's not enough material out there. And also, look, I don't I don't I don't have the technical uh, expertise to to prove it. But nobody in the media is even trying. Nobody's in the media. It'd be nice if there were more than like ten people in the country looking into this. Um, and those who have have been suppressed. Anyway, that was fantastic. And she's right. Oh, by the way, big exception. Not everybody's numbers are going up. My show. Uh, the Newsmax show and this show, we are up tremendously year to year. Tremendously. So the fake news is in trouble. Now, also, the media, you don't need the media anymore to tell your story. 
That's why somebody called me from the New York Times not too long ago, and they were like, you know, would you give me an interview? And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, you know, get your story out there, your side of the story. I said, I can tell my story every single day. I'm not, I'm going to trust you to, you know, filter it out. And not, no, I'm not going to do that. I got the radio, I got the TV. And you know what? If I didn't have that stuff, I got the social media for now. And that's a problem. When they start messing with that, Joe Rogan, now they're messing with him. Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, those guys are almost as big as the New York Times when you look at their reach. Media. Do you know what media means, by the way? A lot of people in media don't know this. I didn't even know it until fairly recently. Media. What the hell does that word mean? Media is plural for medium. It's a Greek word. And uh, medium is something you go through, right? You know, my medium, I'm an artist. I paint on a canvas. That's my medium or metier, whatever. Uh, the microphone is uh, is a medium through which my voice travels or whatever. Guess what, though? Any medium is going to distort something, even a microphone. Or me, myself, I've got my prejudices. i got bias. I've got, uh, what else do I have? I'm not objective about everything. I mean, I'm pretty upfront about that. This is an opinion show. But anything that goes through anything will be bent, warped, distorted in some way, by definition. So why allow it to be bent? Why allow it to be distorted? Certainly your voice, but why not just go right to the source? You can do that. I can do that. Why let David Muir summarize it for us, or Lester Holt? And the New York Times, which is amazing. It's amazing. It was, it was so, it was like a utility. It was just there. And I, I liked it. I appreciated it. It was, it was, it was unquestionable. You didn't question it. It was just, it was, now it's, it's disgrace. All they write about is gender, I notice. Everything is about, uh, trans this. A girl wants to be a boy. A boy wants to be a girl, girl, hormone stuff diversity issues and entertainment, all this stuff that normal people don't talk about, don't think about. People of both genders, even, dare I say, all genders. It's one of the things I like about Caitlyn Jenner, by the way. Uh, Caitlyn doesn't talk about gender all day long. Talks about AV. You can, if you meet Caitlyn Jenner, Jenner, she'll talk to you about sports. She'll talk to you about aviation. She'll talk to you about the Kardashians. She'll talk to you about Gavin Newsom. She'll talk to you about Republican politics. She'll talk to you about Ronald Reagan restaurants. Last thing in the world I want to talk to Caitlyn Jenner about is, uh, gender. And by the way, uh, she's very interesting on all those issues has all, all kinds of things to say, but these people who just want to talk about that stuff, organs, I don't personally, personally, do you? Oh, wait, sorry. I got a couple of more I got to do. Real quick here, uh, Jeff in Long Island. Yes? Yeah, how you doing, Greg? Uh, it's great to talk to you. I have nothing but the utmost respect for yourself, and your dad is just a legend. Um, I got to say that they just don't make them like that anymore, that's for sure. Thank you. Um, I'm reaching out because uh, you, you did make a statement and, you know, you were just talking about how you're not always subjective. But I do think I think I knew there was a but coming here. I knew there was a but coming. Well, well, I think it has to do with possibly the, uh, the basically the lack of knowledge, quite honestly. Lack of knowledge. You, you tell me about well, my lack of knowledge. 
Well, the knowledge of, just hear me out, and then just see it from a different perspective. Logically, you would think that... Jeff, let me let, well, let, give, us, give us a little bit of knowledge first about yourself. Are you a former the, police the, officer? The, 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 well, I'll, I'll let you do the math on that. The, stop the math, it's not a numerical question. Are you a cop or not? Um, I'm retired. All right, so um, go so, ahead. So the stop, question, and frisk reports that you... What was your rank? To, that, <laughs> Uh, it's going to little. It's going to it's going to narrow you down to about a hundred thousand people. So don't worry about it, Jeff. I need uh, okay, to go. Were so, you a super? So, so let the let the let the viewers decide. And there, we we don't have viewers. Happens. We have Maybe listeners, you, by the way, Jeff. Uh, I want to well, know: Are you well, a supervisor gonna, or not? Watch you. When I watch you on TV, I'm thinking viewers. But nonetheless, the two fifties or the stop question and frisk that you were referring to that you just said. Well, the NYPD just found a better way of counting it. I do have to be give you a different perspective on this and, and ask you or just just let you know that the way it was counted was based upon at the end of the day, the police officer, what what you have two fifty or stop question and first report was turned in. So everyone says, oh, the, the, these things went through the roof when Giuliani took over and he was racist. But the truth of the matter is. In, in a lot of these commands where you had a lot of activity and you had someone going out making an arrest every day. You still had a portion of cops that came home with nothing and maybe at the end of the month had two arrests and the supervisors viewed it as, how is this possible? How is one officer coming back with 15 arrests for the month and someone else comes in with zero? What are you doing out there? Do you not? Wait, hold on. So do you not think that that's a valid question? The valid question was, what are you doing out there? Are you stopping people? No, don't, no, 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 no. Are you seeing crime? And we have crime in this area. So there was some resistance to productivity. If my boss wants me to work harder, I don't necessarily want to uh, – <laughs> I'm not necessarily down with that. It's human nature as well. So was that a fair question, what's happening out there? What, what do you mean by seeing crime? Is that a fair question? We're seeing, seeing activities, seeing – if some people are making 15 arrests and some are making zero, don't you think that's a fair – question for supervisors it's a wonderful question. you won't tell me whether or not you're a supervisor so jeff we're gonna have to leave it there call back tomorrow if you like joy john racel susan pamela walker and the rest i'm sorry i didn't get to you we will talk tonight at seven 